0: Hey everyone, Mike here. Welcome to the Around the Crease podcast. This is episode 46. And today is going to be a little bit different um, because while it's the wrapping up of 2018 and most places and including on laxrecords.com, you're going to see like year in review kind of stuff. Michael Ward and I got a little bit excited about the upcoming 2019 season. So we're doing a little bit of a high school uh, season preview. Basically what we're doing is we're going to talk about some of the things that we're hoping to cover and do on lax records this season obviously michael this will be the first season he has been a contributor to laxrecords.com so he's very enthusiastic and looking to get out to a lot of games so we're going to kind of outline the things that you could, should and will expect to see from both of us for the upcoming season and just kind of chit chat about the things we're most excited about seeing for the upcoming 2019 season so on to the show
1: Welcome to the LacksRecords.com podcast. It's Mike Loveday here with Michael Ward again. I'm doing great. How How are you? doing well. So I want to start off um, in case anybody notices any differences in sound. um, I am actually traveling back to Maryland for the holiday. So I'm actually in my car right now. We're recording a little bit differently than we normally do. So if there's any audio issues or anything like that, please excuse any of that. Um, But we're going to do our best to clean up any of that. Post haste. But for today, we're going to um, jump on a little bit of the early, early bandwagon because Mike and I want to talk about the 2019 high school lacrosse season. And we know it's not even Christmas yet, but we thought it was a good time to kind of talk about what our hopes are for the upcoming year and uh, what we kind of expect since Mike, this is your first year you're going to be contributing to LAX records during the season. So I kind of really want to hear what your kind of personal hopes are for
2: this upcoming season? Okay, well, it uh, as I, some people may know and some people may not know, my concentration that I'm looking at will be in the Midwest. Um, Ohio, Michigan, Illinois, Indiana, uh, Kentucky, um, you know, basically Iowa, Wisconsin, Minnesota, whoever needs to be looked at, I'm going to try to get out there. Uh, my main focus mostly will be Illinois, Indiana, and Michigan. Um, and Ohio is now, you know, I've gotten a lot of contacts in Ohio, so that's the thing. So I want to see, I'm going to be at, I, I expect to be at least one or two games a week all around the Midwest. Um, mm-hmm. I'll be going up to Detroit. I'll be going out to Cincinnati, uh, the, the North Shore of Chicago, right here in Indiana, be at Culver. So that's my goal. I want to see the teams that I'm going to be watching in person so I could actually have a, an honest perspective of it instead of seeing uh, just a, a stat sheet. You know, sometimes they lie. They, they lie. They don't tell you what the real story is. So that's what I'm looking forward to. I'm looking forward to hitting all these, these Midwest powerhouses and seeing them in person.
1: And as far as like coverage-wise, like what could you know, what will people should people expect to kind of see through media from the Twitter, on laxrecords.com? like what what are you kind of hoping to
2: deliver, um, for people to kind of consume well, during the year? And for example, if I go to like a let's say Loyola Nutria game, I will, I, I will give my opinion of the game, I'll give my opinion of people who stood out, um, and of of course I I will put it on Twitter. I mean that's an easy avenue. I would also like to be able to get the information to you Mike and you can put it onto the website in some format you think is, is reasonable. I'm also going to reach out to the coaches and some players and some player parents around the Midwest and they can give me scores for their teams that we could also just say, Hey, this was Indian Hill playing such and such team in Ohio. Their score was this, or, you know, Archbishop Moeller played so-and-so. These are these scores Uh, to try to get the, as much, as much um, publicity and, and, and information about all these teams. That's, that's my goal. I want, you know, I want to make the Midwest known and there are some strong, strong teams that I don't think get any respect really. And I want to start on the road to getting them the respect they deserve.
1: Yeah. And what I'm kind of hoping to kind of latch on, like what I guess I would like to see, cause, I love the score angle and we're actually going to talk a little bit about scores in high school um, here in a few minutes, because obviously that's going to be a hot-button topic, Um, has been in the past, and will be probably for the next few months. But one thing I'm always focused on, too, is kind of getting the players highlighted and their performances. So kind of one of the things I'm hoping that having you on and having those contacts and being at those games is being able especially in the Ohio's and Michigan, is getting the player performances a little bit more front and center because Michigan and Ohio are two of the states that I have a little bit more of a challenge with, especially game by game. Um, I mean, the perfect example is Bryce Clay last year uh, it, at a Forest Hill Central. I he scored over and finished his career with more than 600 career points, and I did not find out about it until about a month before the Under Armour Games, whenever the All State or All Area teams came out, just because there's not a lot of reporting going on in Michigan in that area. So it was one of those, like, I knew his freshman and sophomore year stats because I have a good contact at one of the coaches or one of the schools in Michigan, but I didn't have – Even he did not know the junior year stats. So, like, I was missing his junior and senior year. So, for me, I want to avoid that stuff. Like, I want to know about those kids before they get to the end of their career because, for me, it's – and obviously, for Bryce, he's going on to the University of Michigan there now – it didn't hurt his career any, but you know for the kids that may not be that notarized, like I just kind of want to make sure I give those kids a little bit of publicity. people know about them. and then I know about them because I think that's a for me that's what makes me passionate about covering the game so Ohio and Michigan are two states that if anybody from those states are listening, I'm more than happy to uh publicize any performances that come out of those states and out of those games because it's been a pull of mine for years and it's just newspaper coverage, just newspapers in general are struggling. So it's no surprise that there's a few States that struggle a little bit more than others because newspapers in different areas of the country. struggle More than others. Um,
2: Well, the, uh, as far as like that, uh, the Bryce clay, I mean, the the funny thing is, is he also played for juice cherries, which my son plays for juice cherries. So I knew who he was and, and all that. And I knew he was great. I mean, there's a lot of, that's a good connection yeah, and- for me. That's why a lot of my connections come through from Michigan is juice cherries and some of the coaches who are involved.
1: Yeah. And I guess I should probably clarify like talent wise, I knew who he was, but it was like stat wise. Like, cause I remember asking the the coach that usually gives me a lot of Michigan stats and players and all the which really helped me build out the Michigan page. Whenever I got Bryce's stats, I I immediately emailed him. I was like, Does this sound right? I was like, That's (laughs) an insane number. I I forget what his total is, but it was like 640 points. I'm like, That's an insane number for a four year guy. And obviously, Nikki Solomon had just done it in Georgia. And I was like, That's not very often the two guys hit 600. I was like, But for Bryce, I was like, Last I saw him, he had 200, 300 points, like below 300s. I'm like, That's double. So, and he was like, Yeah, it seems like, but. I got back and got in touch with the coach, and it was all real. And I'm like, all right, okay, that's awesome. I was like, so talent-wise, I knew about him, but I was like, I didn't know he was Right, Right.
2: You're, the, you're, the, you're <laughs> the stat person. Like, you – I mean, I, that's, that's your, your, your bread and butter is the stats and all that stuff, where I want to go and see it as yeah. the player as a whole. Like, if you were saying to me, this kid scored 600 goals, go check him out and see if that's a real 600 goals. I mean, it's not like there's going to be some kid who's scoring 600 goals who isn't great, but there are some kids who might score 300 goals. And then you look at them, you're like, well, it's the system or it's the teams they are playing or whatever. And you can tell when you watch them. And that's what I want to see. So there are a lot of coaches who I've talked to who have already, they're already sending me messages about here's a player to watch that I have. Here's another player you should watch. They've even talked about players on opposite teams that they said, you might want to come to this game because we're playing so-and-so in this game and this guy is committed to this school or this guy is getting looked at. That's the mm-hmm. ones I want to look at. And then, you know, I'll say, hey, this, this player, I don't know what his stats are, but this is someone you might want to look into his stats because I saw him in real life and if his stats don't match up to him, he can play the game. Uh, you, know, you know what I mean? Like yeah. I want to look and see, the, see it in person. That's my angle from it.
1: And I think it's one, for me, having another person on the ground, so to speak, and being in touch, like, because that's the easiest way to get coaches and let us know who they are and send them in, is, like, there's boots on the ground, they see someone there, it puts a face to the email and a face to everything, and it helps um, tremendously. So I'm looking forward to that. And for me, like, one of the things I'm really hoping to do on the site this year is really kind of augment the content that I do. So, previous years I've done some freelance i've usually done uh, stuff with three d rising, which I probably will do again this year um or maybe possibly this year and then u s lacrosse stuff but I think I'm giving up the u s lacrosse stuff this year because I really want to do a lot of what I did for them, but I want to do it for lax records so what that really entails is i've kind of want i like their notebook idea because I did that previously back when I worked at e s p n so I'm going to do, cause I've covered the mid Atlantic for so many years, living in Maryland for years. I'm going to do the mid Atlantic. I have a guy that has expressed interest in doing the Southeast. And then I have you covering a little bit of the Midwest. So what I plan on doing is kind of doing double duty. So I will write a little bit of a Midwest recap myself, using some of the information you give, and then using some of the information that I get and doing a little bit of Midwest. And then outside of that, I know I want to do like an overall notebook for the nation that will cover, like, just collect all the other stuff. Like, I'm hoping um, people may have seen the tweets that I'm looking for writers for the upcoming year. Can't really pay very much, but you know, it's one of those things if you're a young writer looking to get your name out there, it'd really be a really good way. Cause honestly, that's how I did it. I strung for at the newspaper for 25 bucks a story, which is not enough to survive, but. I got a lot of bylines and that really helps cut your teeth and figure out like, all right, this is how you put a story together and stuff like that. But I'd really like to get someone on the West coast because that's another area that I feel is somewhat underserved and it's such a broad area like the Colorado's and obviously California is so big. So areas like that, I'd really like to find a writer or someone who'd be willing to do a report every couple weeks or this give some information out there. So that's kind of my goals for the upcoming season is to really kind of provide more information and not try to like do it on a national scale but also kind of break it down because what i found just the data on the site tells me is people love their state and they love their area so i want to make sure i try to give as much of that in addition to the usual daily stat leaders which is what i started the site on and which i will continue um doing each day so each day you'll obviously be able to expect like hey here's the top scoring performers of the day, but I also want to do the notebooks that will go beyond just the scores and kind of talk about, you know, teams that have done well, players that have done well, but maybe did not score the minimum threshold for inclusion on the stat leaders list. Maybe the kid scored, you know, six goals and three assists that had nine points, but I usually do a 10 point um, limit on that. So, but maybe he did that three times in one week. So it's still a player that I would definitely like to keep my eye on. And obviously, player of the week and stuff that I did last year, I there's just some stuff that, to be honest, like I enjoy doing so much that I couldn't envision giving it up to begin with. So I'm really excited about this upcoming season because just being able to do more um, is exciting. And obviously, we're going to be doing this podcast. So that's going to be another thing that people can look forward to. So I would really expect everybody to be um, presently very pleased with the uh, content that'll be coming out of LAX records is the uh, upcoming season, which we're not that far away from, which is. Well, practices exciting.
2: have started already. I mean, conditioning and, yeah. I mean, and they're playing, Texas, they're practicing. I mean, I know, I know they are in Carmel. Yeah. I know they are uh, pretty much all the Midwest. They, they're, you know, they're in the gyms, they're running around, they're doing it. So this, this, I mean, this is their, they have a break right now. Today was the last day of conditioning I know for Carmel until the first of or the second of January, and then they're back at it. So it's, it's great. It's, it's fun. It's, it's fun for me as a dad. It's fun for me as a fan. It's fun for me as uh, the Midwest contributor for Lax records to see what's going on. And it's, it's so, you know, that this might be the downtime, but it's, it's the the time to get ready. So I'm looking forward to it.
1: Yeah. and that's for the players. That's for me, too, because I'm trying to gear up. And um, so well, since our Players the Watch series is kind of complete, I'm really trying to come up with a way to like kind of do a season preview for the different reasons. So I'm actually going to be doing region previews, which will be recapping um, last year's leading scores in the region. And then I'm kind of compiling the, t- the two major top 25s just to kind of look at, like, here's where the teams that were ranked last year, kind of a compilation, talk about who may be coming back for next year, Every, each of the past three years, I've done coaches who have could reach potential milestones, so I'm going to be doing it. So a lot of the stuff that I've been doing for the preseason last few years, I definitely want to do again. I'm going to be doing the region players to watch, so you'll see some of that, the players to watch kind of recycle through in a different format um, in the next few weeks. And I'm planning on starting that in January because Texas starts uh, basically, I think, the first or second week in February. They, it's always a battle if them, for, or, them or Florida get started first. I don't know the first official day of Texas um, at this point, but they start early, so the lacrosse season starts very early for me since I'm paying attention to kind of the right, more exactly. national scale. So it's a uh, exciting. So like I've already seen some of the Texas teams, like kind of like you, you said Carmel's pra- finishing up their last practice of the uh, for this year, but I've seen Texas teams promoting their practice for the last month. So like I know teams are. They're gearing up for the season. I'm sure the kids are chomping at the bit. They're I'm sure they're looking forward to their holiday break from school for a few weeks. But I'm sure lacrosse season is a pretty
2: close second for their uh, excitement. Yeah, level I mean, they they. i speaking as, again as a parent. I I know what I'm hearing from other parents and other kids and other just here, and then not to mention the travel teams going up with the travel team. I mean, that's still going on. You know, um, as far as. Uh, like is juice cherries. They're still having practices and that's kids from all over the place. So everyone's in it. And the good yeah. thing about that, and this is one of the things that I wanted to talk about was uh, I'm not as stat. Like I said, I'm, I, I'm just a fan. Um, but I also will have parents, players, coaches from high schools and tra- they will get, they will contact me. They will tell me this stuff. So I'm getting it from like every angle. Which I think is a is a is a it's a more organic thing. It's more of a a, a social type of thing as opposed to saying six goals, three shots, whatever. I'm gonna, they're going to say this kid lit it up. Things that don't get on a stat sheet. Where I would say, oh, he right. uh, he you know moved the ball. He was he drew slides. He was, he was a cat. You know that's the stuff I would like to talk about. You know which is different from yours. So I think it's complementary to each other. And I think as far as a parent or a fan or a, or a teammate or a classmate, they like to see some of that stuff too, you know, like to the, the hear the story of the actual game, yeah. especially in like, especially in the big yeah. uh, rivalry games. That's what I want to hit. I want to try to hit all the big rivalry games in the Midwest area. You know, the, the Central Catholic, Detroit Central Catholic versus Brother Rice, the Loyola and Trier, Archbishop Moeller versus St. X, uh, St. X versus Trinity in Louisville. Like those are the ones I want to go to the big ones where you see the fans going crazy and it's just, so those are the ones that are, that are exciting. I mean, it might shortchange some smaller programs, um, but I'll try to get to those as well. But, you know, I gotta, you know, I gotta go to the big ones first and hopefully by focusing on big ones now, it'll bring more eyes to the sport where that the, 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 newer teams or the, or the not as strong teams, could, could grow because there's more interest.
1: Yeah. And you, you will quickly realize what, uh, what I, the challenge I faced for many, many years, even before I covered lacrosse and I was covering football is there's going to be weekends where there is more games that you want to attend than you could physically oh, yeah. do. Because that is all, that is always the challenge. Like there's going to be three or four games going on one Saturday and you're going to be like, right. uh, which one do I pick? <laughs> like that 's going to be that 's going to be the the challenging part, and i 've done that for many years, and I know like one of the tournaments i 'm really excited about i didn 't get to go to it last year, but the Midwest lacrosse tournament I believe is going to be happening again um and i 'm trying to nail it down, but I saw on one of the like, i think Lake Forest's schedule that they have it at New Trier because they had marked off on their calendar, so i 'm just trying to confirm that that's happening um I took it as a tentative. So I actually already put it on my calendar because I live like twenty minutes from Nuture High School. So for me that's a big no brainer. So that's one of the big tournaments. And I don't know who's all gonna be there, but I know in years past, like I've uh I saw Carmel there. We're Carmel. We go by we go we County go by Point, Carmel is, in here.
2: Carmel's the West this is the West Coast. Oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um I'm still I'm still right. an
1: East Coast guy, it's just the accent. So uh but uh I saw Brother Rice play the Royal Academy. I saw MICDS at St. Louis, so it was, for me, it was a great tournament, because coming from the East Coast, these were teams that literally I'd only ever heard about on paper. Like, I never saw them, because they never came East, or they never came East to an area where I could see them. Now, I had seen Loyola Academy's girls when I worked at ESPN, because they always come East to play at St. Stephen's St. Agnes, but I had never seen the boys' team. So, for me, it was very exciting, and plus, obviously, I'd never seen Brother Rice, and I've seen them a couple of times now, but like, obviously Culver Academy attends and is pretty much the the team to beat in the last couple of years at that tournament. But, you know, for me, it's just really exciting. So I'm really kind of keeping my fingers crossed that it's happening again this year and the new year.
2: So that's for me, my, my, well, yeah, I, I I have the tentative lineup of teams, um, brother, rice, Carmel, uh, Culver, Detroit Country Day, Lake Forest, Nutria, tangi Liberty. Is that how you say it? Ola, Yes, Ola, Ola, Ola yeah. yeah, I don't know if it's tangi or tangi but Olatangi and uh St. Xavier um of uh Ohio. So those It
1: that's an exciting lineup. I am anxious to see St. Saint- I would love to see St. Xavier. I've right. not gotten to And see now I
2: believe St. Xavier is uh so I think out of all those schools, besides playing uh, Culver in the in this tournament, I think the, almost all of them will also be playing Culver as a regular game. You know, so I'm going to be seeing – I'm going to be seeing uh, St. Xavier play uh, Culver. I'm going to see St. Xavier of Louisville play Culver. Um, Carmel plays them. So it's it, – that's – I think going to see Culver is like watching a college team and then you see how good these teams are that can play them. Yeah. Are you going to Culver I, Academy I really, to see these? I believe they're playing. I believe Culver will go do a two-day in Louisville, which I'll go down for. I think they're going to play, I think they're going to play Tri- uh, Trinity and then St. X in Louisville. And then uh, whatever game's up in, in Culver Academy, it's an hour and a half for me. It's straight up the road for me. I mean, it's the easiest drive. So, and I know kids who play on the team. So I'll be with some of their families and some, and so that's great. And I, and then Carmel goes to play them up there this year as well. So I will see, and I've already seen Culver play this year. So I will see a lot of Culver, which is some teams don't want to play them because they're so good. And they draw from kids from all over the country and Canada. I think it's a great opportunity for these schools to play them, A, you could see where you measure up. B, you could make your highlight tape off them. Um, I know, a, I know a defenseman last year who was, you know, he's a, he's a great defenseman. His whole highlight tape was his two games against Culver and now he's going division one, uh, based on that. So yeah. those are the things that I like to see. I think that's going to be a, lo- a lot of fun. That's, uh, that's what I'll do. I think
1: I think you'll have fun at Culver Academy. I went there two years ago when McCallie School out of Tennessee came up and played them, and it was great atmosphere. I know Coach Kemp at McCallie School. Uh, I've known him for years since his son was was in uh, high school before he ended up at UNC. But uh, so it was kind of fun to one catch up with him again and then see
2: the atmosphere at Culver Academy. Like it was. It's a beautiful campus. No, I've, a yeah, I've, I've, been, I've been there a few times. It's 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 a great place. Um I think they have the Hill Academy at Culver this year. I think last year Culver went to the Hill and I think the Hill comes this year, which let the Hill is not, you know, in the Midwest. <laughs> that's not But I'm still yeah, but I'm still going but Ontario. I'm still going to that game. I mean that's Arguably, the two best teams in the in the, that is, in the high school bracket in the country. I mean,
1: yeah, and that that is probably one of those games. If I need to check, like I've just recently started putting together my wish list for for this upcoming season, which we'll talk about kind of towards the end. But uh, if that's a game that's happening, like oh. you might see me there too, because that 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 is be a fun game to happen. Like that that could be a uh, national championship type game. Because those teams usually routinely
2: battled out for supremacy for that number one ranking. Yeah, and I'm a. You'll be there. I'll be there. Fifty college coaches will be there. (laughs) uh, Every media public, because that's it. That you're seeing the. I mean, I don't want to shortchange any of the other Salisbury's and Landons, the other powerhouses. But that's these are. It's like a different sort of thing. It's an IMG somewhere is in there. but yeah, it should be it should be great, and these these are the things that I'm looking forward to. Uh,
1: I, I can't let that conversation go without mentioning the MIA. Right, they're because right. There is always an right. MIA. I just wanna... Maryland. Like, I, I don't want to get tweet. I don't want to get uh, emails or tweets and say we forgot you know yeah, anybody I, from the I, MIA. I, so
2: I, I would right, definitely I put represent them in Maryland. Two <laughs> different categories, you know, like the MIA are kids that are going to school like normal, you know. I, as opposed to, yeah, I don't. The Hill and Culver are like going to pre-college. You know, you get recruited to play there, or supposedly get recruited to play there, and and that as opposed to the MIAA schools where you're from there most most of the time. It's like the Long Island schools. I mean, yeah. you know, Smithtown East and and uh, you know West Islip. You have to live there, <laughs> and those teams are phenomenal. I mean, that's the difference yeah. not to short believe me i don't i've seen all the 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 maryland teams they can handle themselves against anyone and that's like a local team which is which is crazy in yeah. in itself but my but, but my focus is on the it midwest is. so i sort of do have my my bias yeah. against the east coast as fun
1: i i, I just i i I can't go too far without, you know, letting right. the East Coast Pride show. Since I spend most especially of my since life you're going especially too, since so. you're going to be there next
2: week, and this podcast will come out, and so you yeah. don't want someone taking a shot at you. You know, I I understand it. Exactly. I I won't be in Long Island this year, so I'm not worried about it. But but when you hear it in Long <laughs> Island, you know they it. if you even look at them wrong, they're they're in your face, which I get. It, which I actually get a huge kick out right. of. <laughs> right.
1: There you go. So I know we, we talked about and I, I do want to touch on it because we talked a little bit about, you know, getting scores and stuff like that. And I think that is going to be one of the most interesting things to see what shakes out um, for the 2019 season, because anybody listening to this podcast knows lack of power is no more. So the literally the source for not only high school, but like basically the source for scores in lacrosse is not does not exist for this season. And this will be the first year since, what, 1999? Um, I mean, I think they got started in 1999 and then built out from there. But, I mean, since I have been a reporter covering lacrosse, there has been a lax power. So, for me, this is kind of one of those seasons I'm like, I feel a little lost because it's going to impact what I do on lax records because one of the things I've been able to do because a lax power existed is get consecutive win streaks. So, like, when Varian out of Connecticut, when they had their 76-game streak that – finish this year like i'm able to go back and see when the streak started who they beat during that streak like it's a record of what has happened and verify information and stuff like that but i was also able to get like you know the teams that had a 15 game streak so a source that i've relied on since i started lax records and even before when i was keeping preliminary records at espn is no more so for me like i am hopeful because I know inside Lacrosse they launched their scoreboard um, system last year, and they I know they didn't push it too hard because and I don't think there was a lot of people that were incentivized because Lax Power originally was not going to do it and then ended up doing it so I don't think too many people were incentivized to use inside Lacrosse last year because Lax Power was still doing it, it existed it was a known quantity, but you know I'm interested to get your perspective on this because I know you don't do the stats and you probably didn't check out the same information that I did, but you're a fan, and I'm sure you had to have been a fan of Lax Power. so I'm getting... Well, to see I, what it's you think funny
2: it. that you say it, because I still have the the app on my phone. You know, I haven't pressed it, uh, you know, but, it, but it's... Uh, like, I can't take <laughs> myself to take it off. I looked at it every single day. Just just to... Yeah. As a fan, to see who's playing who, and who won, and again, I did it by thinking, okay, this team should beat this team based on my my knowledge, and then I would check it to make sure that I was right. You know, like oh, I was right. This, you know, this team was a, so. It's a huge, huge hole, um, and I hope it gets filled by as much as possible. You know, by inside lacrosse, great. Anyone else steps up, great, because I think it's it's the one thing that. I've never heard anyone in the La- lacrosse community, uh, that I've dealt with in the past who's had anything but, uh, was, was upset that lax power is gone. No one's like, Oh good. They're not good. Everyone has, has felt this as a loss. So I don't know what yeah. exactly happened or why it happened. You know, I, my speculation is always something to do with money. Um, but it's, it's an opening for, it's an opening for people to step in. Um, And I, you know, I hope it, I I look to you actually, I hope, I hope you, I hope you could try to fill in some things for me. Like I'll give you as much information as I can get, but this is, I mean, you're a stat, you're, you're, you're like a human stat, statistician. It's, 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 it's quite amazing all the (laughs) records and things you have. So uh, I think, I think a lot of you can fill in hopefully.
1: Yeah. I'm really hoping like, cause one, obviously another big thing I do is this coaching records and that's, was really an easy way for me to find out, like, oh, you know, you know, how many wins did, um, you know, Coach Posner at Culver Academy, what did they win this year? Like, it's a lot of times it's hard to get a hold of those coaches to find out what their final record is, but I never really had to worry about it, to be honest, because I knew it was on, you know, maybe Culver Academy is a bad example because they were always ranked and you could find it in the top 25, but, you know, McCallie School out of Tennessee Coach Kemp, you know, Coach Elliot Dent down at uh, MUS and Memphis University School, like, a lot of those coaches, like, they might not be top 25 schools, but I could always find their record um, on lax power. So I was able to add to that coach's win-loss record, which, you know, I have, you know, in addition to what you see on lax records, I probably have another few hundred coaches that don't have 100 wins that I just add to each year knowing that, you know, if they keep coaching long enough and keep doing what they've been doing, like, they're eventually going to hit that threshold. So they will eventually appear on the list. So for me, it's like not only the guys that I currently have on the list, it's some of the people that, you know, may just be getting started. Um, You know, the coach, uh, Coach Gorman at uh, Don Bosco Prep in New Jersey, he came from Cary Grove in Illinois and he got hired at Don Bosco Prep. So I have his couple years at Cary Grove and now I am able to have been able to track his years at Don Bosco. So it's one of those, like, you get coaches like that, they move from place to place. And I able, was able to find those records. So last year I talked to a bunch of coaches. When, you know, I usually send out a preseason email. And last year a lot of it was, like, I need to figure out what I'm going to do when I can't get the win-loss record. But then it ended up being a non-starter because I found them. This year it's it's real. So <laughs> it's one of those, like, I have to figure out how I'm going to get that. And it's probably going to be not unlike the rest of the site where it's going to be a community. Pool where I'm like I'm gonna need people to chip in and be like hey these are what I'm looking for and this is what I get and we're gonna see how this season goes but like you like I'm hoping like and I know Tennessee they just sanctioned the sport and I know they're requiring their coaches to enter into max preps I talked to Lee Roggenberg who runs Florida Lacrosse News Florida coaches required to use max preps so it could be a hodgepodge this season of where are we getting them? It's going to be interesting to see how this plays out. Like, we were talking a little bit before uh, we started recording. Like, this, this season with scores could be a little bit of a wild, wild west um, before it gets settled. Like, we're going to kind of have to see is inside lacrosse going to end up being this, the site where everybody goes. Like, we need enough buy-in to have a, a source. And it'll be interesting because I know, like you said, like, I haven't talked to anybody who doesn't feel like lacks power is not a huge loss of the community. And whether or not you love the scores, whether or not you love the, the rankings, whether or not you love the message boards. Like I've heard people talk about the different aspects of the site that they love, but it doesn't. Well, no matter what reason you loved it, most people loved it for something. Like you may not have loved everything, but chances are you loved it for something. So it's gonna be interesting to see what happens. And I won't lie, I'm a little terrified because a lot of what I do relies on being able to find <laughs> that information. So it's going to be interesting. Well, to see what I, I mean, if sure.
2: anyone can do it, it's you. I think, you know, if you're looking at 10 different sources to get all the information, you're the guy that will look at 10 different sources and get it all in one spot. Uh, not, to put pre- not to put pressure on and you to- not, <laughs> and not to say, But I, I expect you to be able to do it if anyone. You are you have the background in, in doing it. It's a matter of if the information is correct. And to be honest, like, you know, not from you, the information you, you get. You could not put any. Yes,
1: and you couldn't put any more pressure on me than I would put on myself because, to be honest, like, I have such a massive database of those coaches and team records and stuff like that that I'm like, well, I just have to do it now. It's not really an option. Like, I'm a little bit of a completionist in that way, so not having a record, like, I may not have it as quickly as I did in previous years, but I will have it eventually. So I think there's probably going to be one of those things, like, and people have, you know, some people who I think don't understand what I do on the site say things at certain times as far as, like, playing bias or I'm ignoring schools or something like that, which is just for, could not be further from the truth. But it's going to be one say like, you're going to have to understand, like, this year it might take a little bit longer to get some of these records than it has in years past because, like, and I don't know. Inside lacrosse, I checked their scores, uh, scoreboard this week. There's some states that have it, some that don't. Some states have some, some. You know, it's just one like, and but I know it's not even Christmas, so I'm hopeful. Like, I know they want it to work. I've talked to uh, one of the guys there. Like, I know they want it to work. I know they're going to push a pig, and if there's someone that can do it inside, lacrosse has the clout, and they already have sure. a name, so it's not like you're giving your information to this some startup you've never heard of before. Like, inside lacrosse has some has a little bit of weight in our community, so I would um. I would expect scores people to put their scores in there. It's just a matter of how many. Yeah, how I find it, it.
2: I find it funny that you, that people think you're biased when you deal strictly in numbers. Um, you know, I'm going to be. I might be biased. I'm going to use my opinion on things, but but you know, like I probably will do a weekly. Um, midwest ranking or certain states you know i'm I'm not going to rank the top 10 schools in illinois the top 10 in in, in michigan but i might say here's the top 10 Mm -hmm. in in the midwest and that might cause a little controversy and i might weight somebody higher than another and so i'm like the editorialist i'm the one who you know it's not factual it's based on me where i think everything you do is is true fact news stats numbers um and that's I, I
1: and there's a place for what you do and that's why i'm thrilled to have you on because that's the stuff and that i think i was like it's a good compliment to what i do like it gives another gives another angle and to be honest like i did rankings for years i did the fab 50 dspn for years and a little controversy and a little bit of you know like oh what about this team what about this team yeah. It gets the conversation going. It's fun. Like, we, we talked about it in last week's, you know, that the, the debates about sports. Like, it's fun. It creates the dialogue, and it gets people talking. Like, is this team really better than this team? It You know, it's it's good fun. It's sure. not facts. It's opinion. But, you know, it's an educated opinion as, with the information that you have, and it's malleable. You can change it. That's the beautiful thing about rankings. If you mess up one week, you have a chance to correct it the following week. Because usually the results right, and I get to use your
2: true numbers and say, and that's as as a metric for me to use. Um, And I can say if I have to, because I I already know there will be arguments. I mean, I already i could i could put out a list right now, and (laughs) I could get an argument from pretty much every school that wouldn't be number one, and they have a point. But during the season, I could say well, based on the numbers that Mike Loveday has brought me and based on my eye test, I'm, this is why I'm doing it. And I can say, and the one thing that's constant is the numbers that I'm getting from Mike Loveday and laxrecords.com. Now, the other part might be yeah. uh, this was a, a rainy night that I saw this game. They weren't as good, you know, whatever I'm going to use at that point. But I, knew, I know that one metric that I will have that I can stand by is your information.
1: And my right. information is going to be—that's right. the one thing I always like to to key on—is like my information is only as good as the the where I'm able to get it from. If I can't get anything, it's always going to is like and I, I I don't get called biased too often. And generally, it's like I find it's people who just kind of stumble upon the site and they look at it—it's a cursory glance—and they don't really spend time to figure out like, all right, this is what's going. Because for me, this has always been a project of like where. I, this project has no end. Like, I mean, unless they stop playing across one day, this project has no end. Um, but it's always one of those, like, every now and then, if some kid gets a record and they're like, "Oh, you know, we had a record," and then every now and to be honest, like, usually what ends up happening is if I put out that so and so has the record for most assists in a game in Illinois, we'll just use the Illinois example, that usually will trigger someone to be like, "Oh no, I know a kid at school that had you know one more assist." In, like, 1993, here's the coach's email, here's the re- – Like, and a lot of times, like – and because the biggest example of that was when I think the um overtime, the previous record that I had for most overtimes in a game, and I'm not in front of my computer, and I'm not – so this could be a little bit incorrect, but I think it was nine, and I put it out there, and I was like – and for me personally, I'm like, I can't imagine yeah. going longer than nine overtime. That's an insane amount to begin with. But then I had someone – Um, from St. Anne's Belfield. So I know the coach is there, but it wasn't the current coach. It was somebody else. They were like, oh no, we played a 14 overtime game against Western Albemarle in like 1983. And he was like, and he was like, give me five minutes. He sent me an email. He scanned a picture. He took a picture of the newspaper clip that he had in his uh, file cabinet. And he was like, I haven't even opened that for probably 10 years. So, but he knew it was there. And I was like, well, that's the, he gave me the entire newspaper article. It had all the details of the game and everything. You could tell it was like one of those. like. And I used to do, when I followed Baltimore, it was in Cal Ripken. I used to cut out the article in the newspaper. And I still have some of them myself. So it was just kind of funny. I'm like, yeah, this record would have been lost to time if that guy didn't keep that record. Because a lot of that stuff doesn't get digitized. So a lot of times, like stuff like that happens where I'll say something. And I always catch up, like, this is the best known and reported to me. So I always want to make sure people understand that. I'm like, you know, if I don't have it, it's not because I didn't choose to have it, because I don't know about it. So all you yes. need to do is know.
2: That's right. Well, I, yeah, but I mean, I know you do your <laughs> research like nobody. So if you're saying it, you haven't found anything. It doesn't mean that you didn't, that you might not be wrong, but you haven't been able to find If you can't find it, I'm usually sitting there thinking no one's finding it. It's uh, yeah, a lot like of that. times
1: it's it, it, yeah. And a lot of times, like being lacrosse, like it's, it's still a lot of people have to keep in mind, it's still a relatively new sport in a oh, lot gosh. of areas yeah. of the country. So, a lot of times, like those stats in the early days, like to be honest, like I've been told by coaches, they're like, we didn't really know what we were doing. So, you know, they may only kept goals and assists, and they're like, they might not have had enough volunteers to do the box scores of the games. So they're like, We had a guy that scored a lot of goals, but we weren't able to track every one of them, so we're not really sure how many they scored. So it becomes one of those things, like, and I was kind of related to, like, I remember Deacon Jones years ago talking about the sack record in NFL, and he was like, he always talked about, he's like, he would be the NFL's all-time sack. Right, they didn't
2: have that stat.
1: stat. And it's one of those, yeah, they didn't have that stat. So it's one of those things I'm like, well, you know, it's – it's unfortunate, but there's some areas of the country where, like the information kept is better than others. And it's just as the sport matures, that will clean itself up, but doesn't help the players they may have played 10 years ago in particular states because maybe their records are kept. Well I, I mean, I don't others. even think anything.
2: I, I don't believe half the stats you might see now from 10 years ago of schools in the Midwest. I mean, who was keeping. I look at teams out. You see a kid keeping the stat. You see a kid sitting at the desk and keeping the stats, and you're like, "Does does he know what Does he know what that what's going on?" <laughs> you know, you know, yeah. Especially in a state like Indiana, not a real particular lacrosse hotbed, and you have you know maybe a student who's just doing it to get you know service in the school. They might right. not know anything, and all of a sudden there's some stats, you know. We got a goal. We got an assist. Some people don't even score an assist. You know, that's so. Right. Uh, you know, it might shortchange anything. And there's your stat angle. My angle is the stats don't show yeah. the game. And I'll, you know, and, my, and coming back, yeah. I'll be watching the game and saying this kid lit it up. The stats might not show it, but he was the the difference in the game. And that's why I think it's a complimentary yeah. for both of us. Sure. I wish there were more people like that would do what I'm doing throughout the country to really just pound you with as much information as possible. And then you can extrapolate from what, what, but then here's your area, here's your area, because that generates more interest. That's, you know. Yeah. And it, and it, it gets
1: the it helps get the information out there. So anybody who wants to contribute, like I'm willing to shoot me an email and we can talk and we can see what we can, what we can do. But, um, I know we're kind of starting to to kind of get up close to an hour, I believe, but so before we finish up, I kind of do, and we talked a little bit about it earlier, but I want to talk a little bit about, you know, maybe what we're either most excited about or looking forward to for the upcoming season. maybe it's a game you really want to see. Maybe it's a player, but I, what is, what are one or two things that you're kind of really kind of got you excited about the upcoming um,
2: season? Well, the MLC is probably the biggest thing for the Midwest. Uh, that's the one I want to see now. Uh, I will I will preface that by saying I'm upset that I don't think MICDS is in it this year from what I've just seen, and I don't think Loyola Academy's in it. And if I had to rank the top five teams starting this year, both of those teams would be top three, and so they're not in it. Um, that that's my only takeaway from that. But but that's the one that's going to be you know six. Seven teams, uh, there might be some issues going on, so let's you know what I told you about those teams might not still pan out, but that 's going to be the one because it 's all going to be in one place it 's going to be you know a who 's who of mm-hmm. the Midwest. I believe it will be televised on uh, Lax sportsnet I Lax think Sports it still is uh, things are still up in the air with it, but that 's the one. That's the one that'll do it. And then, of course, personally, uh, Loyola Nutria. I, I, I went to Loyola Academy, uh, so I always like to see Loyola Academy. That was my first real experience in little Cross is those two teams, that, that, that uh, rivalry. And now it's coming to the point where I pretty much know every player on both of those teams as well as their parents. So to go to that game and I'd be talking between them, I, I'm looking forward to that.
1: Yeah, that that'll be an excitement. That's when I have I haven't made that game yet. I honestly I keep kind of waiting for that to be a state championship game just to give me that extra little nudge. So. Well, pretty much it's their state championship game almost uh, every year,
2: but the regular season game is the is a great one because what they do is uh, you're in Chicago, so you would know this probably. There's a there's a place called Misericordia, which is for uh, mentally challenged um, children, people, that Misericordia takes place. And yeah. it's all, you know, it's a nonprofit. Well, those, Nutria and Loyola, have a game for Misericordia. So these are arch rivals. These are, these are people that they're rivals, are, but they come together to raise money for, this, for Misericordia. They do it in hockey. They do it in football and they do it in lacrosse. So that's the one I want to go to because it's it's such a heartwarming thing to see the camaraderie before the game, and then and, and then the yeah and then the bloodlust during the game, and then after the game they come back for the greater sure. good. And I think that's the best thing about sports, and I and I love that. So that's yeah, that's the regular season game that that has me most excited.
1: Yeah, and for me, like I. I can kind of do a ditto on the Midwest lacrosse uh, tournament challenge. I forget. I think it's yes, the Yes. ML- the I mean, MLC mis- misrepresented earlier. Um, so like, I'm definitely looking forward to kind of seeing that final lineup, like kind of like you to not, uh, not see MICDS because that's actually one of the schools. Like I am trying, like their schedule was not set. So I haven't seen where they're going yet this year, but St. Louis is about a five hour drive for me. And me and my wife have kind of been looking for an excuse to go to St. Louis. I figure if I could tie something in, it's a good enough excuse to get that extra little nudge um, to do that drive. But I would—that's a definitely school because when I saw maybe a half of their game whenever uh, they played Carmel at Crown Point in the Midwest Cross Challenge two years ago, because ironically, like I got kind of. I pulled into doing the play-by-play for the loyal academy brother rice game for lack sports network please no one go look that game up because i am not a play-by-play guy i think i spent more time watching the game and forgetting i was supposed to comment on it because i was there it was kind of one of those last second things i was trying to do the guys a favor and my goal was to go and watch the teams and i think i kind of forgot i actually had a job when i got there um so it was a uh I've never said I wanted to be a play-by-play guy, so I'm not going to be too – worry about too being harsh, judged too harshly on that. Um, so that's a team I'm really looking forward to kind of seeing, and I'm kind of trying to make an extra point. But then there's another – there's a kid, um, Cade Newton out of South Elgin. I, I don't know how big the school is, but it's, South Elgin is about an hour west of where I live. And he put up a phenomenal freshman year and had a pretty decent sophomore year. And I think he's getting pretty close – they're getting the 400 career points. And for me, like, I haven't been this close to a guy that's scoring that many points that I've been able to just get to a game on a Saturday. So I already have, I think, two of South Elgin's games kind of marked on my calendar just to see which one I can get to. And it's going to depend on, you know, what other teams are playing, what weekends and what commitments I have. But I'm definitely kind of trying to get to, to see him this year to see what he's like because I've never seen him play. Like, I know his stats – But I really don't know too much else about him. So for me, like there's a couple it's a little bit of a mix. And M I C D S they have Graham Bundy, who's a division one player, but he's I think he got right around just a little bit shy of three hundred points, and he's another guy that could hit four hundred points this year. So for me, if I could see two kids during this year hit four hundred career points, would be Especially in the Midwest. Yeah. And so like and within enough hours of me to get to because like obviously I've talked to a lot of guys, but it's one of those like the last few have been like a big number of points have happened East coast. Like a couple guys did Solomon's out of Georgia, um, Mike McCormick out of Massachusetts, you know, Bryce was out of Michigan, but I already stated earlier, like I had no idea he was scoring that many points. So I would have never put him on my radar to go see a game for that purpose. So for me to know those kids that are approaching these milestones and be able to get out to see them, I'm kind of excited about that. So, I was excited about the start of the season before we started talking. Now I'm about triple excited <laughs> for the season to start now. So,
2: uh, can, right, can I'm now. with you on that. And I, as we just talked about this, all of a sudden I just thought of like all these other. I've talked to a bunch of coaches and I've said I'm going to go there and watch that. I'm going to go there and watch that. Uh, I know that there's a couple players. I think uh, one at Indian Hill in Ohio, one at uh, uh, Moeller in Ohio. I think they got two kids who are close to breaking certain scoring records. I will get their names and actual numbers and get them to you off off the show. Um, but I've talked to them, so I'm interested in seeing them play. Uh, and I'm really interested in seeing uh, St. Xavier of uh, Louisville. Uh, I saw their, they had sort of a, a travel team, stickheads, this summer. They have two kids. I believe one is going to Utah and the other one is going to towson they one stands probably six five the other six three they're absolute studs i want to see how they go up in the in the high school season so that's another one i'm really looking forward to uh not to mention loyal academy again which started this whole thing for me will go out east they play three in in maryland and three in new york um so i will go out to maryland or new york to watch those three games uh, I don't know which one I'll go depending on the time of the year, but I will be at at least three of those games.
1: And that's going to be, I think more like, I don't think they're going to surprise anybody this year like they did. Like obviously beating Victor last year, I think probably stunned, probably just about everybody on the East coast. Like I, I, I don't, I don't think that I would have put, I would have put money down. that There's probably not too many people that would have put money on Loyola Academy beating Victor um, on that trip. That last year, um, I'm not sure how many from people like it was. And it's for me, I like to see the upsets. Like I like to see that thing. And I like to see teams that people don't expect to win, win, because as someone who just wants to see the game grow, I'm like, it's kind of nice whenever, you know, a team from the Midwest or the West comes in. Cause like I related, I think when Sating Nations prep out of California came East and they beat uh, Chaminade. Long
2: at, Island. Yes. New York. Where my years years ago.
1: <laughs> ago. and it, it's all it's a little bit nice whenever these teams from the non-traditional areas come out and you know they punch an east coast team in the mouth because for me i'm like well it shows that the sport is growing and it's not you know like all are located in one area because if the game is going to grow it can't be located in the baltimore long island areas like it's got to expand beyond so it's really nice to see um teams like Loyola Academy go out and win. And sometimes they don't win consistently. Like, they maybe the Loyola Academy beat Victor last year. Maybe they don't this year. But I also think once those kids kind of prove to themselves and they prove to other teams in their area, like, you can go out and you can beat a Victor. It's not, you know, because I've had many, many coaches tell me over the years, like, sometimes the kids step on the field and they're intimidated by the helmet. It does not matter what who's in the helmet. They see – like, I remember I had a conversation with Coach Bordley at Landon years ago, and he was like, we have an advantage when teams come up to play us because they see the helmet and they're already intimidated. And it doesn't matter what talent level Landon – obviously, Landon always had a good talent level, but when the kids step on the field and are already intimidated by you, you're like, yeah, it's like, all right, you already have a leg up. So – it's nice to see those teams like the Loyola Academy go back and beat a victor because, you know, if nothing else, the kids are like, oh, we can win these games. It's not just a, you know,
2: moral victory kind of trip. Like, it, we, it can be a victory victory right. trip. <laughs> that, and, 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 and a team like Loyal Academy, I think they have at least 71 kids on their team this year. Uh, that competes. Yeah, that's, that's up there with anyone. So they're not afraid. Now, the funny thing is, is they'll go out east and they'll probably do okay, and they'll come back. And it's just as easy. And again, I'm not shortchanging New Trier, New Trier can beat them at any time. Uh is no slouch, too. I think they've got maybe five D one kids, um, and that's a public school. I mean, that's a public school. That's that they can draw yeah. that much. I mean, Loyola is private. It's not like a boarding school, but it's you know you, you can draw from more high, from grade schools and areas where Nutria is the suburb of you know Wilmette, Winnetka. Uh, would kind of worth yeah um so those are those are the great things and then so that's that's the best part now again san ignatius in california i don't think they're i don't think anyone doesn't know who they are any, anymore I, they're an, they're yeah, a national they're, team. they're a nationally known <laughs> team they're a nationally ranked team uh, i would love to see san yeah. ignatius come to the midwest and take on some of these midwest powerhouses brother rice uh loyola Moeller, San Xavier, San Xavier, um, the, uh, uh, the other San Ignatius in, in Ohio. I would love to see that. Um, unfortunately, I don't think you'll see a team like San Ignatius of California come to the Midwest because they might think that if they lose to a team in the Midwest, they might think, oh, we just lowered our status. You know what I mean? You know,
1: well, I would push back a, bit on that a little bit because I know Coach Packard at St. Ignatius, and I think it's what like, they have um, – he's built that program into a, a certain level, and I think those – their East Coast trip, like, they raise money every year to go to that trip and everything, like, to do that, and so they have that window. And, like, you know, it's no different than the Oil Academy. Like, they have their window of when, like, all right, it's a spring break. Right. We can go. Like, I know boys Latin out of the MIA. Like, they go to Florida – basically during the spring break every year because that's, like, all right, the kids don't have to worry about school. So, like, I don't think it's so much a, uh, like, like, for one, I know Packard, like, he's not afraid to go anywhere and lose. Like, I don't think that plays into his mentality. I think it's probably more like, are we going to play Loyola Academy or can we go play Landon? And it's, honestly, it's one of those things, like, for for St. Ignatius Prep, like, and I'm sure, same thing for Loyola Academy, like, to go East and to beat a landing when you're in, I, I guess I can say it because I was born and raised on the East Coast. Like there is an East Coast bias. Lacrosse is still primarily an East Coast sport, so going east and beating one of those programs has weight. That beating a Loyola Academy in Illinois and just
2: absolutely got no, If That total, makes sense. Like no, I don't no.
1: want to sound like I'm biased, but that's, I mean that's, that's just that's, the way it is. Like that's, that's how what people I'm perceive that's it. That's what I
2: like. It is if you go out and beat, you know, uh, a, a, a Long Island team, Chaminade, um I like to bring up West slip because that's where my wife's from. Uh, you know, and and they're yeah. Smithtown, uh, or you go and beat Landon or Boys Latin, Bullis. You know, the, the, that's that's the that you talk about that you'll talk about that forever. You won't, I mean, yeah. And no, and I mean, and no perfect offense. example is
1: St. Andrews out of Florida. Yeah, I was going to say St. Andrews out of Florida when they beat Boys Latin years ago. I mean, that was just one of those things. Like, that puts a program like that on on the map. Like, it, it legitimizes them for, for whether it's accurate or not. Because St. Andrews was a very good program before. They were a very good program after, even if they didn't beat Boys Latin again. But it it starts to – it just gives them a little bit more weight, a little bit more mystique. So, like, I think that probably – you know, Coach Snyder at Loyola Academy, like, beating Victor helped him tremendously in a way that, you know, as great as New Trier is, like, that, like, people on the East Coast and, and you know, inside the Cross is located, just, they notice it. It stands out. It's like, oh, wait. <sighs> they beat Victor. And we know Victor. And we've known what they've done out of New York. And you have that, you know, strength of schedule. And you get to see all that stuff. And it's just one of those things, like, it gets attention a little bit more. So, I don't like going east is one of those things. Like, and for me, like, it'd be nice if you know, it's boy, you know, I'll just use boys Latin since they're on my brain because someone emailed me about their history recently. You know, it'd be nice if boys Latin came out and played, uh, you know, an MICDS or a play play program like that because then you could kind of see the, uh, you know, let's see. What they can do. That's what I'd I'd love to see that.
2: It's not in their. It's not in their best interest right now, and that's that's the unfortunate thing. So you always, but that's also the thing that starts conversations. I mean, I can't have someone from the Midwest going, "This team would beat Boys Latin," even though I want to think it might be true. I'd be like, "You can't, in good conscience, say that. You just can't. You you just can't. You just." I mean, there are there are parents that I've talked to in the Midwest who've never seen an East Coast high school team play. And they'll be telling me how great their team is. And I have to look at them and be like, they'd put 20 on you and you wouldn't score. I, you, I, you know, no offense, your kids are great. They haven't seen this kind of thing. Hopefully that day is coming to an end. There are some teams, there are a handful of Midwest teams that could go and play with in any division out East. They might not win, but they're not yeah. going to embarrass themselves. Um, but, like, I mean, yeah. I don't want to shortchange New at all. New played Culver last year and lost by five goals. Now, that's a public high school that lost to Culver by five goals. That was like a win. That, sh- that sent yeah. shockwaves. Now, Culver got a little upset with him in the next game. I think they beat him by 18 uh, be- because he wasn't going <laughs> to, you know, because it got chirpy. It got chippy. I think it was tied at one point, And that was, like, the second year in a row that, that uh, New Trier came close to him. Um the first time was the game you were you were announcing when Nutri came close to uh, to Culver. And I guess Posner got so upset afterwards, he told his team, you know, we're going to, you can't go easy on the next team. And they happened to just boat race brother rice the next day at the, at crown point. So, but those, that's, that's why I also like the teams from the Midwest playing Culver. And that's why I appreciate Culver taking that prep team and, and playing the Midwest teams, because that's, they know that's giving them some, um uh you know, getting them over again, to use a, a wrestling term to, you know, they're getting, you know, if you can give Culver a, a run for their money, all of a sudden you're like, well, this team's pretty good that they only lost by five goals. Yeah. So that, you know, I yeah. we're talking too much. You're driving and I'm excited like, about it. I'm, I can't wait.
1: That's <laughs> all right. Well, This is our very, I guess, I don't even know what you would call very early uh, season preview, so I'm sure we'll be able to get more into uh, what's going on, especially once we have a few more details. Like, once the schedules are a little bit more locked in, we can find them. Some of the questions that we asked about scheduling and scores, like, that stuff may be solved come February, so this won't be the last time we talk about the upcoming season. We just, we were a little excited and figured we jumped the gun. It's Christmas, so why not? You know, give ourselves a little bit of a treat (laughs) and talk about it a little bit early. So um, kind of wrapping up here. Uh, why don't you tell everybody where they can find you on Okay, on Twitter uh, Again, and the, my yeah. uh,
2: Twitter handle is at MFWCHI. Uh, as I've said before, send me a message, DM. I, I will respond. We will have a dialogue if you want. Uh, and my email is MWARD at LAXRECORDS.COM the same thing I, I i get people text or emailing i've given my phone number actually people have got my phone number so we've texted and talked on the phone i'm not afraid of having a conversation i'm not afraid to be told no. i'm wrong i love the argument obviously you could tell so uh that that's where you can reach me and okay. uh have a great christmas will this come out before christmas yeah, yeah
1: yeah and you can find me at lax records on Twitter and instagram facebook.com slash lax records and obviously laxrecords.com and yes this will you get if you're listening to this it's probably either the Sunday uh, I guess December 23rd or someday after that so either I hope you have a Merry Christmas or had a Merry Christmas and then we are planning on doing this again every Sunday so uh, you can subscribe to us in any of your preferred podcasts. Platforms you can find it on the website. Any of the show notes and all that stuff will be included with it as well. So have a great Christmas.
2: Have a great one and great holidays.
0: I hope you really enjoyed the show. There was a few things that I forgot to mention. Uh, one of the big things over the last few weeks is. couple people had asked me to create basically t-shirts on the players to watch series so if you go to the and you click on the gear tab you'll be taken to a store and i have it's mostly t-shirts but there's also a really great couch pillow i actually have one that i bought for my own couch you may have seen it in uh, one of the videos i did over on instagram so you can get shirts uh, you can get a pillow a couple other items for the players to watch series is a great way to help support the work i do at laxrecords.com in addition to that if you'll see like i've been pushing out some amazon affiliate links it's just another great way to help support the the work i do over at lax records um so we're not quite so reliant on advertising and things of that nature so if you go over to laxrecords.com you'll see links for all this stuff i'll put stuff in the show notes over on laxrecords.com so hope everybody's having a happy holiday and have a good one